0: Welcome to the Roadmap to Wealth show. The show is hosted by the Invest Tribe community, a total European resource for anyone looking to succeed in all sorts of investing. Real estate, stock market, bonds and ETFs, cryptocurrency, foreclosure, peer-to-peer lending, business and startups. Before we get to today's interview, if you are a new listener, be sure to go to investtribe.org. And subscribe, because we offer content, tools, and an international community of experts, newbies, and everyone in between, to help people to learn investing, network, find partners, deals, and financing, and make the best investing decisions possible. Let us start the show.
1: Today we are going to talk with Jane Bond. Jane Bond, principal of the Bond Group, works with entrepreneurs, career professionals, and individuals. In the right networks community generally, her clients include celebrities, entertainers, uh, professional athletes, as well as many Wall Street finance executives. Working with clients who demand extremely high level of excellence from those around them requires is bound to bring her gamers and um, all the time. Welcome, Jane. It's a pleasure to have you on the show.
2: Thank you for inviting me, Elena. I'm so honored to be here and to be able to speak to your audience about being in real estate.
1: Thank you, Jane. Tell me about the time you started your business. How did all this started?
2: Well, I actually started real estate in Manhattan because I lived in Manhattan for about 12, 13 years. I was in the entertainment management um, arena and also interior design when I came to Manhattan, I was doing interior design and I had been doing that for, and I don't want to date myself too much. (laughs) I had been doing that for about a decade and working with all professional football players, judges, lawyers, doctors. So be, you know, so have it. And, um, Then I transitioned into real estate when I moved to New York back in 97 because, of course, I thought that was a perfect match and a sales tactic to go after the right clientele to break into, which I don't use that word anymore, into the luxury market in Manhattan because most of the market is luxury in New York because everything starts out at almost a million dollars. So um, I was in New York for a short time doing real estate and I left New York, uh, well, Let's digress a little. I went into entertainment management because one of my clients' wife was an entertainer and she asked me, would I be interested in helping her manage, help managing her and her um, roster? And I told her I didn't know anything about that. And she looked at me and she said, my darling, she said, it's all the same shit, excuse my French, <laughs> business, and you're good at business. <laughs> and I said, right. yeah, and I said, that's when the light bulb went off. And I was like, okay, you're, you're right. I, I think I could tackle this. So I went into entertainment management. Fast forward, after um, getting married, um, my husband moved me to Naples, Florida, back mm-hmm. in 2000, and I would say eight, and I knew nothing about Naples, mm-hmm. Uh And this was a retirement community, but absolutely beautiful, 16 miles long, very safe, gorgeous sandy white beaches on the Gulf of Mexico. I didn't even know where Naples was. Elena, to be honest I with see, you. I see. And my husband is English, so when he told me he moved to Naples, I assumed Naples, Italy. And I said, what are you oh, doing? Yeah. <laughs> I, said, was I, <laughs> yeah, I said, I just Italy. Yeah, exactly. I said, babe, I said, what are you doing in Naples, Italy? And he says, no, 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 Naples, Florida. I said, so where is that? Uh, but I said, because I don't know either. <laughs> exactly. And he said, it's on the west coast of um, Florida. And I said, where, because I'm from the Northeast corridor of America, which is New York, Connecticut, Philadelphia, Boston, that whole area. So I knew nothing about, uh, this side of the country, especially the West coast of Florida, because being a young kid and being in college, we would always travel to the East coast because it was direct flights Mm -hmm. from New York to Miami, Fort Lauderdale, you know, Boca. And, um, The reason people came to the West Coast is because there was direct flights from uh, Chicago, Cleveland, Detroit. So we knew nothing about the West Coast. So my introduction to the West Coast was through my husband, which is Naples. So when I came here, I wasn't sure what to do with my life because it was retirement. It was too hot to run. I was an avid runner. Um, I didn't play tennis at the time, and I definitely didn't golf. (laughs) And I don't play Marjan. (laughs)
0: Yeah,
2: so, uh, <laughs> which is huge here now. Oh, so it was very interesting. So I decided to go into real estate. So I started out in real estate back in 2010. I had my license for 10 years now here. Mm-hmm. I've been here 12. And um, I'll be honest with you, every day for five years, I wanted to go back to New York because I knew nothing. Ah, yeah. And it was very, very hot here. Mm-hmm. But then I realized that the real estate market was moving back up and I was in it at the right time. So I went from selling hunt you know, $135,000 condos. And when the market crashed, it was really crazy here. People were tearing out copper from the homes, tearing out all the appliances. They had kids marking on every inch of the walls in the house. So it was really bad here. But I stayed the course and I scraped and clawed and, you know, climbed to my way to what we call top agent here. And um, after 10 years of being in real estate, we have 7,800 agents here and I became number 90. And am I trying to get to number fifty? Yes, very far, hopefully quickly. But for now, I'm very happy, and um, I've done well for myself, and I really enjoy my business and my customers. Yeah, thank you very much for this passionate story. So, tell me, what?
1: Why you feel passionate about your business? What makes you feel passionate?
2: Well, I think it's from being in business, being an entrepreneur most of my adult life. I've never really worked for anyone. I my first job real job as an adult was a flight attendant. So you can imagine I'm up in the air and I was always very ambitious. So I just didn't want to be a flight attendant. I wanted to be what they call a flight service manager. So Mm -hmm. I became what they called a FISM and then an ISM, which is an international service manager. So I flew international most of the time I was flying. So that gave me the ability and the opportunity to meet people from all over the world, Mm -hmm. really listen to people because people have, you know, most of the, um, Flights were international, so I had to listen to hear their accent and not only their accent, understand their dialect and then strike up, you know, conversations with them about where they came from, you know, their lifestyle. And then I was always working in first class, so I was exposed to people that could afford to be in first class. So that gave me the opportunity to really understand dealing with customers and customer service at a high level. And um, from there, going into interior design, I was dealing with people with disposable income. Mm -hmm. So people that have disposable income are normally wealthy people. And I was not only doing their primary homes, I was doing their second and third and fourth homes. So that gave me that knowledge and that customer base. And from there, real estate came into play, which was amazing. Because now I could walk in the house as an interior designer, as a international flight manager Mm -hmm. knowing people understanding people from all over the world and look at the space and understand the space that i was walking into and the bones of the home and being able to articulate that to the customer so knowing all of those things which was a culmination of my career and my life journey so you know and also my my entertainment customers I would give them advice on design and and, and buying, purchasing homes and so forth, because they were my customers also. So I was able to walk through a home and understand the home and the space, the distribution of the space for the customer. And that drove my passion for selling because I became good at it.
1: Thank you very much for for this answer. It's absolutely amazing. I can feel that you're really passionate about your business. Tell I love me, it. Yes, I, it, it feels actually from. Every Thank you. Tell me uh, about a project or an accomplishment that you consider to be the most significant of your life.
2: There's a few accomplishments I'm very proud of. Um, one being able to climb my way to the top of the real estate chain here in uh, Naples, Florida, because we are a small market. We're not this you know mega city where are you a know, small niche where we have some of the wealthiest Americans that come and lay their hat here. We call them titans or captains of industries that have come to relax and, and settle down here. And um, so I, I'm very happy with that accomplishment. Two, I get called on a lot to speak or do a magazine um, insert or cover for my accomplishments here in Naples, Florida. Three, I am uh, pretty much one of the only African-Americans here. In real estate at this level. Um, So I'm always giving back and teaching and sharing with other agents over the net or over the phone or one-on-one. And for what changed my career and the whole trajectory of my business was when I sold the largest penthouse on the beach here uh, for $18 million. And that just totally reshaped my career here and put me on the map. I mean, I had sold... $5 5 million, 3 million, 2 million, 8 million, 10 million dollar homes, but to sell the multi-digit million dollar home was something, you know, different that was like the oh, yeah. pinnacle. And it was the most incredible home. Uh it was a penthouse, it was 1106 11,698 square feet underneath air. And in total it was about 13,323. It had 1,750 square feet of 360-degree views of the Gulf of Mexico. It was on the 22nd floor, and it was designed by Stephen G. and Interiors by Stephen G. out of Miami. So it was the most amazing property I had ever walked into, and it was on the beach. Yeah. So, I mean, it couldn't get any better than that. And also, at that time, we had raised the whole value of the community, because nothing had sold in that particular um, condominium complex for over $5 million and I think, it was five years. So to sell one for $15 million, that just raised everybody's values.
1: Yeah, yeah, yes, I think so. Thank you for this experience. It's absolutely amazing. Uh, if you could go back in time when you became an entrepreneur, what would you do differently?
2: Interesting question. I probably would um, slow down, and I pride myself on listening. So if I had to go back, I probably would listen more, um, take my time a little bit more, um, really understand how things worked at that time in my life and what was in store to come, because we don't have a crystal ball, so you're, like, moving so yeah. quickly. Yes, I see. Um,
1: mm-hmm.
2: I, I think that's, yeah, that would be, I would, have, I would love to have put more systems in place because that's important organization and having systems in place to stay organized, to do mostly income generating uh, tasks every day, as opposed to being all over the place. And I had been a single agent for quite some time. And just recently I took on a partner, an assistant and so forth. So it's, it's not easy being a single agent and having, wearing all these hats especially with the market changing Mm -hmm. and uh, customers needing their home stage and the trends changing because this market is very Mediterranean, the homes here. Now we have gone to a total extreme of just completely coastal. I'm I'm happy that I uh, transitioned into not being the person that wears every hat anymore.
1: Thank you very much. If your business would collapse today, what would you do next?
2: Stay at home with my husband and buy a dog. <laughs> 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 and totally relax, take walks on a beach. So don't do business anymore. No, if, if, business, if business collapsed, knowing me, I would find another business to take on. Yeah. I would never relax. I would never settle down. I have, you know, dreams of that.
1: Yes, for but a couple of months after that, it will
2: be pretty boring. No. I'm too young to to retire. I have so much energy and so much to offer. And not only that, I want to give back so much to young people, especially African-Americans, my culture, you know, Mm -hmm. to to help them move forward and move up and understand what it is to be in business and and also know that everything doesn't come tomorrow, you know, it, it doesn't come as quickly as you would like it to be. And that's why I would tell my young self to slow down. It's all right, you know. And that's what I'm trying to share with them and my nephews to slow down. You know, people say to me all the time, Elena, I want to break into the luxury market. Well, you can't break into the luxury market. You need to grow into the luxury market. You have to grow. It's like being a little flower. You know, we plant a seed and we keep working on it. You know, you got to have work ethics. You got to be consistent. You got to understand customer service. You, you got to listen to your customers or you will not be able to play in their sandbox. Trust me, <laughs> they're going to kick you out. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, you got to be diligent. You got to have dedication in you, you, you discipline. I mean, all of those, those three Ds work. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely agree with you. Now it's a fun question.
1: Uh, if you, can, somebody maybe share, um, inspire you and has an impact on you as an entrepreneur or someone who mentioned you, well, how did they influence you and maybe some advice you can give us from them?
2: Um, my my broker, bless his heart, who just passed away a few months ago, um, uh, he was one of my first brokers. He really believed in me and kept pushing me and shared with me that he knew I could do it. And even when I had down days, I mean, he shepherded me through them and um He's one of them. And then I had a best friend of 30 years who always said to me, bond, if anybody can do it, you can do it. And that stayed with me forever. And I never will forget it. Even doing interviews and talking to people, he said, you just have a way about yourself that people love you when they meet you and you're able to disarm people. And he always told me, keep that in your heart and in your mind and never change. And that was very impactful for me to take on because sometimes I would, because I'm almost six feet tall. My name is Jane Bond. I have big hair, you know, Mm -hmm. I'm kind of curvy. And that always, I felt a little insecure about that, you know, and even when people say to me, oh, Jane, you're so beautiful, but it just goes over my head because to me, I'm so much more deeper than that. I have so much more depth and it, it just, it's not that it gets annoying. It's beautiful to have compliments, but of course, I'm. I'm just so. I have so much more to offer than my outer shell. So, <clears throat> when I have people around me and people that love me that share with me who I am inside, that's very impactful to me. And not try to use me for what I can do.
1: Ah, of course, nobody likes to be used. It's, it's, it's absolutely normal. Yes, I see it. So. What do you think? Some people think that starting your business is
2: difficult and often adds some failure. Why do you think it happens? Well, it is difficult to start. I mean, anybody, if you're smart enough, and I won't even say smart enough, if you are, you know, if you study enough, you can get your license. And that's in any state, you know, any state in America. And you, you don't have to have a college degree. You, you have to be 18. You don't even have to be American. So, I mean, yeah. you can get your license and, and speak broken English and, and learn. But the the difficult part is what I shared with you, the discipline, the dedication, the customer service, the listening and being consistent. And most important, following up. And young people, they don't have those things ingrained in them, especially, you know, some of the millennials today, and I'm not going to say millennials, I want to say after them, the people that have come after them, they're the ones who are on fire. They're the ones yeah. who okay. are on social media and really understand what's going mm-hmm. on. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, the people that they are calling the millennials now, they're kind of slowing down, but, you know, not answering your phone and always texting, that doesn't work. People yeah, can't. You don't know the tone. You don't know the demeanor. And you really can't discuss or negotiate things over the phone. I mean, over text. You must pick up yes, myself. yes, yes, yes,
1: absolutely. Even in person, I would say it's even mm-hmm. better because you can uh, read the course. Actually, I, I, in my book that I wrote recently, I actually made on a chapter about the negotiation techniques, and I explain actually don't use text for negotiation; it doesn't work. need the people face to face. It gets yes. better, absolutely. Uh, so. What was the best experience since you became an entrepreneur? Meeting people.
2: Mm-hmm. Meeting That's people really is good. the best experience. Like mm-hmm. I'm very adventurous. I like to hear people's stories. Um, I like to know their journeys. Um, and, and I like I said, I think I'm pretty good with people. I disarm people. People don't feel threatened by me, maybe. I think some people are, are sometimes a little taken aback, you know, physically by me, but once I start speaking to them, they feel very calm. So I think, you know, meeting people is one of my best, uh, yeah, experiences.
1: Yes, it's absolutely amazing. I like to meet new people, too. I meet some extraordinary persons. Here. Exactly. I think it just keeps you, you know, growing. Absolutely. Absolutely. It feels growing, and um, I don't know, it's like Every day you find something new because some, some different, every person has something different, something special, and you learn from them. And mm-hmm. you can share with them your own thoughts and
2: together experience.
1: sometimes you do, yes. And sometimes you have some, some mutual growth. Yes. And it's absolutely fantastic. For me, it's one of the best experiences we have uh, in the world.
2: Oh, my God. It's like traveling. When you travel... It's it's what I call cultural exchange. Mm-hmm. People people say to me all the time, Jane, why do you leave the most beautiful place in America? I say, Well, this is the closest we're going to get to Saint Tropez. Yes, I get that, but it's not about this place being beautiful. It's about going to another place that is beautiful, or maybe not as beautiful, and having a cultural exchange. You know, trying the food, meeting the people, listen to their music, hearing them speak. Just all of that. I mean, I, I light up when I know that I'm about to travel because I know that I'm going to have a different experience. So, yeah, that's exciting for me.
1: Yes, traveling, absolutely. But, I know, uh, you know, I visited something like 57 countries. Oh, I, I don't I, think I can say that. <laughs> yes, yes, no, I, I started early. You know, it was my family. They were crazy. They traveled with me a little. So, for me, not traveling is something I can't uh, do. You know, I, I, I yes, I, I don't think I, I've been everywhere in the world, but almost. And, um, yes, it's changed you. It, changed oh. you. it changes you for, you for, it, it makes it makes some, you feel different. You can, like, switch in your, in who you are. In your mind. Like, in, like you can, in, like you can incorporate different personalities,
2: especially you, if you speak other languages. Absolutely, that's something yeah. I didn't conquer, but you know Americans, especially this one, I'm guilty, I'm lazy tongue, but I tried and trust me, I bought all the different uh, software. <laughs> that a stone I mean everybody, but it's not that easy because you know yeah. older your tongue gets lazier. but I said maybe one day maybe that's something I'll do when I retire.
1: You know, you know for, for me my plan was to, to invest in different parts of the world uh I found this more more secure and it was it goes with my plan to 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 discover the world actually. So it comes in,
2: in Well call me you can invest yes. in
1: Naples. <laughs> uh, yes maybe one day because actually my next step in investing in the United States. I'm just waiting for the better period. No maybe next not not next year, maybe it's when the situation will be better in the United States. But uh, I, it's in my future Project, but it is actually yes, and you you just it's like I create some small home for me in in each of this country, you know. I yes,
2: anchor there. Yeah, like. know, It's funny. I used to have a piece of artwork hanging in one of my bathrooms in my home when I was single, and it said, "I leave a piece of me everywhere I go," which is my yes, home. yes, and yes. It, I felt. Very, that, that statement fit me, and when I saw the art, I just loved it because it was this woman in the, in the artwork and she was dropping a suitcase off in different countries. <laughs> so I thought it was excellent.
1: Yeah. It's something about me, actually, yes. Hmm? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, tell me, what skills or habits do you think helped you to become successful?
2: Um, being consistent?
1: Mm -hmm.
2: Definitely. Um, Really understanding what follow-up meant to follow up with people. So, you know, out of sight, out of mind, staying exposed, you know, being in the magazines, uh, Mm -hmm. marketing, doing very great marketing campaigns. And and I say the number one thing is follow-up and consistency. Those are the two. So I think that's what kept me, you know, on the straight and narrow.
1: Thank you very much. Yes, follow up and consistency is important for every businessman, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, it's a very important thing. And sometimes we don't do it. Actually, it's my problem sometimes with follow up. Sometimes I just forget or I pass on something else someday.
2: Yeah, I need to do it m- <laughs> more. <laughs> Trust me, I was very guilty of it for a while and then I had like I said you have to put your systems in place
1: how did you put it actually a system maybe somebody else some my listeners has the same problems it actually interests me because I have the problems with follow-up I hired people (laughs) yeah they do it for you but actually yes. yes but actually you need to remind the people also to follow up
2: you know yeah they're only as good as you train them to be yes exactly and that is you know and I don't like to micromanage people because mm-hmm. I am somewhat of a control freak because when you're a single agent right when you're a single agent you need to know that things are being done just the way you yeah. want them because it's yeah. a representation of you that's Absolutely. out there Absolutely. so mm-hmm. it's very difficult to release that brain to someone but I've been Slowly being able to do it <laughs> because I have other interests, and I don't know, you know, we, we just keep finding something else to do, it seems like, don't we? Absolutely. I think that's a woman's thing, too. Men they can retire and enjoy themselves.
1: Yes, yes,
2: absolutely agree. It's the woman's thing.
1: <laughs> so, if you could have one superpower, what would it be? To fly. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody answered these questions would like to fly to fly.: Yes, flight can be great. Fly could be great. Yeah, but you see about fly, and yes, also somebody answered it was not flying. for her it was a transportation.
2: Well, I mean, let's be serious. If I had one superpower, it would probably be to be able to grant wishes.
1: Uh-huh okay. to people.
2: Okay. That you know it. If you if I stop and think about it, it would be able to. I would love to be able to make people's dreams come true and be able to grant wishes. That would be fantastic. Yeah, yeah.
1: It's 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 a pretty it's a pretty good idea. Like superpower.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm already Jane Bond, so <laughs> yeah. You know. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely.
1: If you could um, come back in time and talk to yourself when you're just something like 18 years old, very young yourself, what would you tell her?
2: To slow down. I was moving fast when I was young. Mm -hmm. I mean, in a blink of an eye, I passed maybe 20 years and I don't even know what happened to it. 20 years went by. I I was like, oh, my God, I'm in halftime. I'm not in first quarter anymore. So I probably would tell my young self to slow down and and smell the coffee, you know, or just relax for a minute because everything comes when it's supposed to. Everything happens when the time is supposed to happen, you know. So it's no need to, to rush and try and figure things out beforehand or, you know, rush into anything. And I mean anything. So that's with work, that's with play, that's with marriage, that's with children. You know, we have these old values in our head, traditional values, and the world has changed. And I would tell my young self, you know, listen, slow down. It's gonna be okay. So what are you not very good at? Well, I wasn't very good at being organized. Mm. I took care of that. I have time. Sometime, yeah, I'm going to be very honest. <laughs> I, okay. I cut my time very close.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And now, I if I'm flying somewhere, I can't sleep. I'll pack all through the night, and then I'll sit up and have coffee and wait. Okay. I um, so my time, I, I need to get better with my time. I'm good, mm-hmm. but it's always very close. <laughs> yes, I see. I see.
1: So you need to have some progress with this way.
2: Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. How do you? What is your favorite way to unwind after a hard day?
2: Uh, either a massage.
1: Mm, yeah, it's nice.
2: Yes, yeah, a nice massage. We have a great masseuse here. That's great. I love going to them. And I'm um, watching television. Actually, I like television. I I, I like horror movies. <laughs>
1: Me, me, sometimes, sometimes it depends. You know, it's for me, it's always changing. Sometimes it's horror movies, sometimes it's romantic, sometimes it's comedy It depends. Yeah. The
2: I think mostly horror and action. And I have friends that go, I cannot believe you like that stuff. I said, it's not real, so it just makes me, I don't know what it is, but it is what it is. Yeah, <laughs> I, I you know what? My dad, I come from a large family, and my dad was into horror movies. So when we were growing up, Mm-hmm. We would all gather together and watch horror movies together and he would scare us half to death. He would come in and put <laughs> white powder on his face and get behind something. Else. And funny enough, my husband does the same thing to me. He scares uh-huh. me all the time. <laughs> so, yes. so it's interesting, yeah. Yes. Uh,
1: if you could have a dinner with any three people, dead
2: or alive, who would it be and why? First and foremost, it would be my best friend, John Jones, who I just lost in March. Yeah. I'm very I'm very sorry for your loss oh thank you um I would give anything to be in his company again I know he's omnipresent and probably sitting here saying to me doll shut up I'm (laughs) here don't worry about it (laughs) um uh Barack Obama (laughs) Oprah Winfrey yeah okay I see of course yeah and and you know that of course my dad my dad played a huge role in my life as an entrepreneur he was an entrepreneur all his life, and um, okay. he, taught, he taught me everything I know about um, being responsible and taking care of customers and making sure things were, you know, right. Taught me even how to count money, you know. So yeah, my dad.
1: Ah, it's absolutely amazing because it ca- it has to be a great help, actually for the kids who comes from their families, but there's no background in This business. It's more, more difficult to start, actually. And you you can actually... Actually, he as he was your mentor, maybe, did he
2: help? Oh, oh absolutely, he was my yeah. mentor. I mean, he mm-hmm. taught me everything I know. He owned bars and nightclubs, and my dad only went to the third grade. So, I mean, mm-hmm. and he built a business and sent us all to college and paid for it. So we were good. But... Um, yeah. He taught me everything I know about counting, how to do inventory first in, first out. Before I even went to college, I was sitting in the basement with him counting money and writing um, uh, uh, inventory, taking inventory. He taught me how to fire the first person. Mm -hmm. So I couldn't imagine actually working for anybody but myself. I know what it takes to make the phone ring. Yeah, I mean, in my first business, Elena, I remember being in my office picking up the phone, wondering if it was broke because it wasn't <laughs> ringing. I was like, "Is the phone broke? It's not ringing." So you know, yeah, oh, no, it's, it's it's not broken, yeah. So, yeah, he was my he was my mentor and he continues to be my mentor. I still draw from those days um, of being a young girl in the oil truck with him bouncing around, listening to him telling me about how he needed to take care of the customer because they didn't have enough money to pay for the oil. You know, and then when he went into the bar business,
0: Mm -hmm. uh,
2: he was always a very passionate man. You know, he would take his uh, workers home. You know, the females that work behind the bar as barmaids, he would take them home at night, you know, and make sure they got home safe. And, um, yeah, so I understood responsibility fairly young.
1: Yes, I see. Because actually, yes, the entrepreneurs were responsible for our employees. Absolutely. Many, many, many people don't think it that way, unfortunately. It's very important. It's absolutely important if you want your okay. enterprise to succeed. You have to be like a family. You you need to take care of your employees actually. Otherwise, it doesn't and, work in the long run. Give them incentive to stay with you. Absolutely. So, what is your best tip to making the world a better
2: place? Be nice and kind. And kind. If you see someone having a bad day, if you see someone crying. And they're on their own if you see someone hungry ask them can you do anything for them i mean i can share with you my experience um when my friend passed away i was standing in the airport crying my eyes out Mm -hmm. and not one person asked me what was wrong i mean i was breaking down not one person and i thought wow does nobody care does anybody see me not that i wanted them to But those thoughts came through my mind. You know, seeing someone scrounging around for food, if you're in a restaurant, hand them your food because you're able to pay for it or give them part of it. I mean, it doesn't hurt. You got to be, like you said, kind, caring, and understand that everybody isn't on the same page or at the same level. Uh, You know, pay it forward. That's important. Pay it forward. And not only that, pay it backwards, too. Absolutely,
1: absolutely, because when you give uh, uh, kindness, you will also receive it. Oh. And uh, yes, it's a law. It's like it's, it's a strange thing. I'm, um, I'm not in all these uh, things, but uh, yes, I, I'm not. Because if, if you give uh, in the world something good, <laughs> something positive, You, when you will need it, you will receive it back.
2: Oh, I am a big believer that God promotes those who promote others. Yes, absolutely. And that is so true. You know, whether you're religious or not, you know, it's absolutely the most truest statement I've ever heard in my life. You give the more you give, the more you get. Mm. And I never think about money with any. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. because you see, it's not
1: actually here. it's something material. It's because you know life is always full of surprises, mm-hmm. and you never know when you will have problems and you and you can have problems, you know at the end of it. Oh yeah, and we're never protected completely of anything. So just um, it just can happen, you know, and uh, yes, and in this moment, you can, when you're vulnerable, when mm-hmm. you are unfortunate, you you will be in the position of this uh, person that you helped and you you see it will be different from for you.
2: I agree. Different. I agree a hundred percent because because, um,
1: because I've experienced myself it actually. Yes. Yeah, I experienced myself because I passed in my life two times. It was a very I was real near near living on the street. Uh, um. Yeah, and uh, yes, and I, I and I know how, how how things work. So experience this. It give me this necessity to to help others. Not of course not to, for those who don't want to look up themselves, who decided to live the life the life of uh, misery because some people just decide to do it, but the people who felt this have some problems. They need to be supported because in this moment of their lives, they always feel so lonely. Yes. Everybody abandoned them. I was all by myself. I have two friends left. Two. Wow. And the others that just
2: disappeared.
1: <laughs> it's life,
2: you know. Well, two friends, you're lucky to have two. Yes. You know,
1: friends, are friends. Friends. yes. friends are friends. Yes, friends are and friends. And they're
2: forever. Mm-hmm.
1: So it's very important to give them.
2: Right. Absolutely, I agree with you
1: 100%. What is coming up on the horizon? What is your next uh, Next big thing?
2: <laughs> My next big thing um, I'm looking to buy a lot of property. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think uh, being a real estate agent means to only buy property for customers Absolutely. because I find Real estate. And that's when the the light bulb comes off, you know, goes off in your head. I'm buying all this real estate, purchasing and selling real estate for someone else. But what about me? What about creating my own legacy and my own generation of wealth? Absolutely. Um, So that's what I'm doing now. I'm interested in writing my book, finishing my book. I've been trying to finish a book for quite some time. (laughs) (laughs) What is it about your book? Exactly what we're talking about.
1: Ah, okay. Mm-hmm.
2: Real est- life and real estate and business and my journey of um, being a serial entrepreneur, actually.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, and the giving back, most importantly. Yes, um, it's a
1: very important giving back.
2: Yes, and um, that's what the book is going to be about. And then spend, actually spending more time with my husband. Yeah, it's important, too. Our family yeah. needs that. <laughs> Absolutely, they need that. Yeah. I'm always going, going, going. And he's, um, he's like, I didn't think I signed up for this and like, Oh my God, I'm so sorry, but I'm, I'm still vibrant. I (laughs) got to go. Yeah. Uh,
1: You're speaking about investment. Are you going to uh, invest in the United States only or you want to go abroad too?
2: I'm more than likely to just be in the United States. Um, before I got married, I was going to, I was looking at a, uh, a multi-unit I wanted to do a bed and breakfast in Tuscany and mm -hmm. I was ready to hang up my hat and (laughs) go and live barefoot bare feet in Tuscany um and just have some mopeds for rent and everybody that would come to my bed and breakfast would become my friends and that's where I would live by the sea Mm
1: -hmm.
2: but that when that all of that went out the window when I got married (laughs) I see so those things change
1: (laughs) yes things change but You know, maybe. You never know. You You never never know. know. You never know. Yes. So, what is your best advice you can give to the listeners?
2: My best advice to give to the world and the audience, um, if they're into real estate, then definitely stay consistent and do your follow-up. And, you know, customer service is key. Um, To the world, be kind, notice people that are in pain, and try and help them out. Absolutely. Thank you very much for this advice.
1: What is the the best way to to teach? uh, What is the best way uh, our um, audience can reach you?
2: Well, you can find me. You can find me on uh, LinkedIn at Jane Bond, um, TBG, the Bond group. So it would be Jane Bond, TBG. On LinkedIn, you can find me on Facebook, Jane Bond, Facebook of course, TBG. And you can find me on Instagram, which is where I am most of the time. I'm living there these days at Jane (laughs) Bond underscore, underscore, underscore. And please join me on Instagram. There's a lot of good stuff there. And you'll also see what Naples and Miami is made of. And you can also watch us go through some beautiful homes there. I did a live today, which is gorgeous.
1: Sure. I will check it out. Of course. Oh yeah. Please follow me on Instagram. Absolutely. Absolutely. So thank you very much, Jane, for your time. It's a pleasure to have you on the show thank and you, see Marlena. you next time.
2: All right. Love to
1: yeah. you and be safe. Thank you very
0: much, Jane. Bye. All right. Bye-bye. Thank you for checking out the show. And don't forget, you can find all the resources, links, and show notes over at investtribe.org. See you next week on the Roadmap to Wealth Show.